Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. <laughs> home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Oh, great to have Buck Martinez back working on the Blue Jays broadcast on Sportsnet after getting cancer treatment. The Blue Jays in the sixth inning against the St. Louis Cardinals and that game is tied 3-3. The Oilers note today, well, a couple notes actually. Jesse Pugliarvi does not go to arbitration. They agree to a one-year deal worth $3 million, a player that we have extensively discussed over, well, as I was saying off the top of the show, several years, but certainly at times this season. I got a world-renowned Twitter poll up and running, over 1,100 votes. The Oilers have signed Pugliarvi for one year, $3 million. What to do with him now? 49% of you say play him in the top six. 30% of you say trade him and 21 percent of you say play him in the bottom six fun to discuss here on july 26th a couple of months away from the first preseason game but uh, a much discussed player who still uh could be traded we know that ken holland is uh, is very very patient which i know frustrates some of you but i i think there's uh we've seen some of it pay off here of course going back to his days in detroit but uh certainly here in uh in edmonton and maybe some patience and and saying to evander kane hey you know we'll get go look at the market it's okay you know you're gonna be a free agent go ahead and look now and evander kane winds up staying with the edmonton oilers uh interesting to think about um yeah uh 7804960063 if you uh feel the need to chime in tonight it is the hotline presented by certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way and you can email the show inside sports at 630 ched.com that other oilers note today mark stewart the former nhl defenseman now 38 years of age joining the uh coaching staff he played 673 nhl games he was drafted 21st overall by Boston back in 2003. Also played for Atlanta and uh, Winnipeg, played in Europe as well. Got into coaching about four years ago. And as I was uh, saying earlier, Mark Stewart not available today. Expect to hear from him either on Oilers Now or on Inside Sports before the end of the week. Cam Moon filling in for Bob Stoffer on uh, Oilers Now, noon to two every weekday here on 6.30. Chad. Uh, Derek Scott back at the 6.30 Chad Broadcasting compound so as you and i were doing the old google search uh, several people were helping out that it was marty mcsorley in uh con air mm-hmm. okay so we, we figured that out and I, I i got a note here from a coach uh that uh i, I know from some uh some other hockey covering adventures I, I used to have when i lived in the border city and uh this gentleman says con air way better than geostorm over the last couple oh. of years, there's probably been no film I've mentioned more on the show than Geostorm, and I have yet to see it. Really? 
Yes. Well, because well, every time I bring it up, most people are like, "Yeah, you're you're not missing much." So I'm like, "Do I need to do I need to make the effort?" two hours of my life to watch Geostorm? I don't know if I do. No, that was Russell Crowe, wasn't it? No, no, no. That was Butler. That was, oh, that's right. I always get those two confused. Uh, I, well, I think, yeah, Gerard Butler is more of a, an action star. Russell Crowe probably, obviously he did he's, did Gladiator, but Russell Crowe, what is that, uh, the, the cigarette movie? The Insider that Michael Mann directed. Oh, right, okay. That is, uh, that is a great movie. Uh, yeah, Pacino was in that, Russell Crowe, and that was about the, the whistleblower for the tobacco industry. All right. Good stuff, yeah. Really good stuff. Okay. Well, I, I could talk about movies all night. Sometimes <laughs> I do. But mostly, again, if it came out between 95 and 98 when I was working at Blockbuster, there's a good chance I've seen it. There's even a better chance I could tell you what the poster or the cover box for the VHS tape looked like. I worked there, too. Oh, I didn't know you were a blockbuster guy. I was, yeah. So what was your era? Oh, boy. It would have been early 90s. Oh, wow. You're old. Yeah. <laughs> and here in Edmonton, or where were you? Yeah, it was here in Edmonton. It was over the uh, Terralosa location there. Oh, nice. What, 100 and, uh, no, Terralosa is... Yeah, one, uh, 170th and... Uh... Yeah, over over by the over by where the future shop used to be there. Well, that's well, that's the thing. I was driving with a couple of friends on the weekend because one I, I worked at four different blockbusters, including the Heritage location. Ah. Um, so I was driving by there down on Twenty Third Ave with a couple of friends over the weekend. I said, "Well, that's where I worked, and there was a, a video update. Was a competitive store that yep. was across the parking lot, and now one of them's a restaurant, and one's an MRI clinic or something like that. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I, I enjoy the nostalgia." It's good times. I, uh, I did not. I, I'm just, I'm actually kind of rattled that Joaquin Gage was in a movie and I never knew about it. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't know that. Well, so future, future interview idea for Joaquin Gage. I believe that movie came out in 1985. So that's pretty cool. Good for him. Okay. Uh, 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in about Pugliarvi both the Oilers coaching staff or about Gerard Butler, Geostorm, Marty McSorley, Conair, whatever you want to talk about. The Elks news today, they have traded an eighth-round pick to Hamilton for punter John Ryan. This is the punter who has been in the CFL before and after a long career in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks, which included a Super Bowl championship. And we had uh, John on the show a couple times while he was playing for the Seahawks. So we'll try to wrangle him before the end of the week as well. And uh, I wonder what this means for Matt Mangle, who's got a big leg punter out of uh, UCLA for the Elks. He'd been doing pretty well, but I, I did notice on Friday, he wasn't punting all the time because Steele punted a couple of times. So I wonder if they're uh, I mean, apparently Mangle's healthy. So the, the, I guess they want to look at somebody else, and that somebody else is uh, is going to be John Ryan. The sports card discussion focus on um, on hockey cards, being the this is the the market that we're in. But baseball cards are worth a ton. There's this Mickey Mantle card that's uh, getting auctioned off here. That's going to fetch the owner. I don't know, five, ten, like a lot of money. And he bought it for $50,000 about 30 years ago. It is the 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle rookie card. I believe the original gum from the packaging is not included. 
So to me, that would drive up the value. So if you think you have baseball cards from from the early 50s or somebody in your family has them, I'd check them. <laughs> because if you got the Mickey Mantle card, yeah, you could be sitting on some cash. I, I don't know if anybody would have that sitting around. They would probably already know that they have it. But just a tidbit for you. Maybe you got it uh, up at the cabin up by Onaway or something. Are there cabins around Onaway? I don't know. Is that vacation country? I feel like maybe it wouldn't be. Dave, Dave Parker, Rashog's camera guy, TSN is from, from Onaway. Great guy. Okay, here's what we're going to do. So the, the, we'll dive deeper into hockey cards. What, what's valuable? How do you get your cards appraised? Because that's something I've been learning about. Because you may say, I think this card is worth $400. But if you try to sell it, people may say, I'm not giving you that because it's not been certified by anybody. So that's coming up between 7.30 and 8. And a great local basketball story when we get back to Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, Trent Brown, former U of A Golden Bear, a double E alum, part of James H. Brown. We have Trent on the show from time to time. He's always fun to talk to. Elks' next game is next Saturday, August 6th. They will be in BC to take on the uh, Lions, 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff game at 8. By week here for the Elks, we got a long weekend coming up. We'll have a best of inside sports on Monday, so Morley will have the Elks this week on Tuesday from 7.30 to 8. Uh, usually the Elks this week on, on Monday. We're going to bump it to Tuesday because of the uh, holiday coming up on uh, Monday. So there you go with that. Uh, we got some fun and games uh, coming up throughout the week. I'll be at Specs Golf Tournament tomorrow at the Quarry, so uh, we'll have some content from there. Uh, we're going to have Matt O'Donnell, another double E alum, on uh, the show. Paul Sir is going to join us, I believe, on Thursday. Paul Sir from Basketball Alberta. And then on Friday, I'm doing the show on location, Ice District Plaza, because they got the big three-on-three uh, -three tournament going all weekend. Uh, women Friday, Saturday, and I believe the men start Saturday and then they go Sunday, Monday as well. So uh, I love going on location. Going to be, I, I think we're going to hit 31. I, I may have to take a fan with me, Derek. Could we get probably a good idea? Those people like you see in the movies when there's an emperor or something and they held those big giant fans. I may <laughs> need somebody to do that. I'm sure we could find a few folks around here it's, to hold some fans for you. Do we, don't we not have some interns who could fan me? I can wrangle That's up a couple. I'll find somebody. Some kid from Nate's got 20 years from now. Hey, what was your first job? I fanned this guy on 630 Chet. All right. And the Edmonton Stingers play tomorrow. They are 10 and 8. They are going to the playoffs, but they're working on positioning here. They're taking on the Ottawa Blackjacks. And from the Stingers, I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports Ahir Ugawak. Ahir, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing very well. It is a pleasure to speak with you because you're a player that I've been following and talking about for several seasons through, uh, obviously, your journey with the NCAA, and it's great to finally have you on the show. Man, oh, man, i, I got to start here. You get to play pro basketball in your, in your hometown. How is that going for you? It sounds like a pretty cool thing to happen in your life. Uh, you know, it's been pretty good. Uh, finishing college this past uh, year, and having this opportunity with the CBL and seeing how much the league has grown, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer to come home and play for the Edmonton Stingers. And I'm glad it just worked out with me, like worked out for me that way because 
couple of years ago, there, there wasn't this opportunity for Canadians like that just finished college and that wanted to play professionally. So, you know, doing this fresh out of college, especially in the summer, and, you know, just building off that, it's just a blessing to play for the hometown team. Well, and does this mean you got family and friends coming to games or tell me about the support that you've been getting in person? Oh, yeah, I get great support. Family, friends, I at least have 30 tickets every single home game. So it's definitely been put to use. It's been really good. And, and tell me a little bit about playing in the in the CBA, CEBL, and I guess I'm getting here about the style of basketball. Um, you know, I've enjoyed watching either in person or or the streaming games. I, I find it pretty up tempo. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of a go get it type of basketball as opposed to uh, a conservative style. And then they have the the ending where there's the target score, and uh, you got to hit a certain number of points. You you can't run out the clock to get a win. I think because of the shorter season, it's not as conservative basketball because you don't have as much time to, you know, to put things in, to practice. You kind of just finish your fall winter season and come here late, late May and just start right get to it. I think that's why you see a lot of go get it type basketball, like you're saying, like real got real hooper show in this league because it's such a short league. So, you know, it's, like I was saying before, not much time to practice and put all the stuff in. So I think that's why it's so exciting because you're seeing like the, the real talent out of players in this league. Yeah, right on. Well, and of course, uh, you had a great career in the NCAA. You started with New Mexico. You played with Loyola. Uh, you were a redshirt on the team when they went to the Final Four. A couple other appearances in the NCAA tournament. Tell us about playing, you know, big time NCAA uh basketball uh, what was it like being in that environment oh it was, it was, i mean it's like it's your dream as a basketball player playing in the NCAA tournament march madness and um i feel like our coaches and culture at Loyola truly prepared us for that and i think that's where a lot of teams didn't have that privilege to have the type of culture and coaches that will go to where to a certain extent to make sure you're prepared for those moments and that's what Loyola did for for our team. And I think that's why we had so much success going into those big time tournaments, big time games, because we're simply just prepared. And that's, I think that's what it came down to. So can you describe the atmosphere for a tournament game? I, I mean, I, I know I've talked to Steve sir about it when he had an appearance as a, as a member of on a number 16 seated team. Oh, geez, probably a little over 20 years ago now. Uh, for for your around 20 years ago, I guess. What what was uh, what what's it like running out onto the court for a, for a tournament game? It's a great atmosphere because you have the fans from your school and the fans from other schools, and then just simple, but simply just basketball fans from all over coming to just watch college kids play, and that's just the excitement about it. You know, um, you really you don't really know what it's like until it happens. You know, like. Even though, even though I've been there, uh, like once you go through that experience again, it's just you're in awe because of just how exciting the experience is and how passionate the fans are and like how, how much fun the basketball is. Yeah. All right. So I, I got to ask you about this. Uh, I hear Ugawak joining us tonight on Inside Sports from your Edmonton Stingers. You're a grad of Harry Ainley. Tell me about being recruited out of Edmonton to, to go play uh, in the NCAA. Like when did teams start? talking to you how did how did you get yourself out there I, i'm just curious how it went for you uh i just i think i had a lot of good people in my corner um put me in position to do to do that uh, um i got to go to, i went to a couple of north pole hoops basketball camps 
um, played some AU tournaments in the States in front of NCAA coaches. And the, that's kind of just how it goes. You start that buzz, you know, uh, like, well, in AU, for you, you kind of sacrifice your summers to go play in the States in front of college coaches in live sessions. And I think that I did, that's what I did in, um, when I was in high school. And I think that benefited me as I started getting recruited and uh, coaches started coming here to Edmonton to see me play at Harry Ainley and to see if I was, you know, worth it. And I think it worked out. And tell me a little bit about Harry Ainley. You know, obviously, Jordan Baker played there. Uh, I believe George Hoyt was your coach. Uh, what, what kind of influence did he have on you? Uh, Hoyt definitely had a good influence. He was very hard on me as a young kid. And back then, I didn't see why he was or and like why I thought, you know, I, just did, I didn't think he liked me. But seeing it now and looking back at it, it was the best thing that could have happened. You know, how hard he was on me, just teaching me discipline and instilling a culture in me at an early age. I think that, that just that traveled with me along the years and I'm forever grateful for everything he's done. All right. Uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't go to high school in Edmonton, but uh, everybody tells me Ainley's the best sports school. I assume you're going to echo that. <laughs> of course. If you walk into Ainley and look at the, look at the walls, you'll see a lot of championships. <laughs> okay hey uh I, I you know here thanks for get, letting us get to know you a little bit and if you don't mind I, i'd like to go way back because you have a, a pretty interesting story about becoming an edmontonian uh you were born in egypt is that correct can you tell us about you know your early childhood and and uh um i, I don't know if you remember a lot because i think you were pretty pretty small but the, the story of you guys coming to canada uh yeah my parents were uh families from south sudan and they but moved to Egypt. They left Egypt um, in the 90s for a couple of years, and then that's when I was born in 98 in Alexandria, Egypt. But I was only there for probably about six months, and then we came to Canada, Edmonton, Alberta. So I've, you know, I didn't experience much over there. So I'm grateful that I got to, I was basically raised Edmonton my whole life, and it's all, being a Canadian is what I know. So, yeah. And what, what about, were you basketball all the way from when you got into sports as a little guy? I don't know if you did hockey, soccer, some of the other stuff. What was your no, athletic no. journey? My, my first sport was actually fo my first sport was actually football. Okay. Um, started playing football in 2007. I played Adam football for Edmonton Chargers, and then that's where I met um, one of my mentors. Uh, he's one of our coaches, this Dr. Marvin Washington, and he introduced. He, Introduced me to the basketball team, the Southeast Swarm. He was a coach there. His sons play, which I'm really good friends with his sons. And, you know, we just went from there. I started playing organized basketball for the first time when I was about, like, 12 years old in uh, junior high. And that's I think that's just where it took off. It started growing. And you hit that growth spurt in grade nine. And I said, all right, I think I'm done with football. And that's I think that's just where it all started. Okay, so you were pretty good at basketball right from the beginning? Yeah, because I always played it, you know, at the park with my friends. always was around basketball, but I never played organized basketball for a couple of years. Football, I really loved football. I still do love it, but uh, just started – I love basketball more and started playing that more. So Okay, so, you know, when you're living in the States, do what did you tell your friends and teammates about – 
Edmonton, like, would you would you pump up the Oilers, or were you not that big into following the NHL, or what would you talk about? <laughs> I'd definitely pump up the city of Edmonton, you know, because Edmonton is it's a bigger city than most people think, you know, and um, I to just tell them the, the great balance being in. I've got the experience being in a small city in a big city, and then in Edmonton, I would consider it like a balanced city it has the best of both worlds, you know, and being in a big city like Chicago. I got to experience that, and then I was I lived in Albuquerque for a year, which is a really small city, and I don't think that was my vibe. But I definitely just tell them that Edmonton has a great balance, and it's a great city all around, very diverse. And they, you know, they obviously don't believe me because they they just think of the stereotypes of Canada. But I try to boost up Edmonton as best as I can. Yeah. Well, you're a great representative of the city and of, uh, you know, our minor basketball programs and obviously Harry Ainley's high school program. So the Stingers got a big game tomorrow. You guys are trying to, to wrap up some playoff positioning here. And I know you're focused on that, but I, I should mention as well, you got an opportunity uh, in Germany coming up. Tell us what's going on there. So, yeah, I got a really good opportunity um, in top league Germany, the Bundes Bundesliga basketball league. And I'm going to go, um, they actually want me there August 2nd, so I won't be able to finish the season with the Stingers, unfortunately. But uh, that's just, that's obviously out of my control. And they obviously, th I think playing for the Stingers helped me get such a good opportunity in Germany. So I'm forever grateful for what this summer, you know, and the CBL and the Stingers have brought to me because I think it's only, and that's, I think that's what the league's about, just helping you get to the best, the next step. And I think that's what's happened. So, yeah. Well, good for you here. And, and thanks for joining us tonight on Inside Sports. You already got a lot of people cheering for you. But uh, now when people see you play, if they if they didn't know as much about you, they'll have even extra incentive to uh, to clap their hands when you make a great play. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. And let's keep in touch. OK, let's do this again. Of course. Thank you so much. Right on. That is I hear. Uga Walk from your Edmonton Stingers, 7 o'clock tomorrow at the Expo Center against the Ottawa Blackjacks. Great story uh, playing for the Stingers and then an opportunity to go play pro in uh, Germany here coming up in, uh, heck, less than two weeks. All right, your hockey cards, your baseball cards, how much are they worth? How do you find out? Is that even worth it? That's coming up next. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.